using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. We are back after a break last week for the July 4th holiday. And I am back in the U.S. after a family trip to Europe. So it's been a few weeks since I've actually recorded, since I've been in front of the microphone, and I'm feeling a little rusty, so rusty, in fact, that I was in the middle of a whole different show, a whole different episode, totally different topic, when I scrapped it all and decided to go with this one instead. Because sometimes I'm guided by timeline, what needs to get done, And sometimes I'm guided by intuition, what feels right, and sometimes I'm guided by you. I put a call out on the show's Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You for some feedback on what topics you wanted to discuss, and a lot of you answered, and it matched up with what I was kind of already thinking. So I scrapped my editorial calendar, my old plans, and I'm going a little bit on the fly today. The question I want to ask you, the question I've been asking myself in various ways lately, is what are you measuring? Now, maybe your brain doesn't work this way. Maybe you're not measuring anything in such a way that it's affecting your mental health or your relationships, but I realize that I'm constantly evaluating if things are going well or not, things are working or not. And while I'm not sure that I can change the way my brain thinks about things, I can change what I am measuring. We can set ourselves up for success. We have the power to change things up in a way that moves us forward instead of being stuck. And to quote Kathleen Shannon on the Being Boss podcast, she said something years ago that really stuck with me. You can't grow what you don't track. And since we in this community are in a growth mindset, let's talk about what we're measuring and if it's the right metric. First time this came up in a way that made me pay special attention was a while ago, I wrote about or spoke about, I don't remember, but I was talking about my writing goals. And I mentioned that I had a number goal, a word count, that I was trying to reach per day. I was trying to write, let's say, 2,000 words a day. And it didn't matter if it took me 30 minutes or it took me three hours. I had to meet the word count goal. 
at the time, this felt good to me because it felt productive. Like No matter what else happened, at the end of the day, I had 2,000 words to show for it. What I didn't say is that I was actually sort of struggling with this daily goal for other reasons, namely that the variables for me were a little bit complicated. Not knowing if something was going to take all afternoon or not, it was like affecting my whole day, my schedule. And also not all 2,000 words are created equal. So I was a little dissatisfied with these inconsistencies. However, I was really glad to be getting my word count in. So in some ways it was working, in some ways it was kind of not, and I wasn't being totally honest with myself about which things were working and which were not. And then a commenter came in, another writer, and said that she mentally cannot deal with all those variables herself, and so she doesn't track word count, she tracks time. So her measuring stick was that her butt had to be in the chair, blank screen open, all distractions turned off, and she had to sit there and try to write for two hours. And that was the only thing she measured. If she got one sentence out of it, or if she got three pages out of it, it didn't matter. She blocked out those two hours for writing. That was her time. That was what mattered. And as a side note, I believe she actually said that she took this strategy from actor, author Lauren Graham, but I do not swear by that part. Now, when I first read her suggestion, I sort of dismissed it because I didn't care about the time. I cared about the result I was getting. It was hard for me to stomach the idea of putting in two hours and not really knowing what you were going to get. But the thing is, the way I was doing it, I knew what I was going to get, 2,000 words, but I didn't know how much time it was going to take me or what the quality of the work was going to be or whatever. And so those particular variables were wreaking a different sort of havoc on my brain and my schedule. So the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it was actually taking up a lot of my energy to force myself into the 2,000 words. I would be staying up too late at night to meet that goal sometimes, or I'd be cramming it into tiny spaces throughout the day, not really being able to sit down with the work. Whereas if I put myself appointed time into it, then when the timer went off, it was done for the day. I could move on with my day without having it always back there sort of humming around. Neither approach here is bad or wrong, by the way. They both work equally well depending on how you feel about it, what your personality is, your schedule, if your project has a due date, you know, whatever. But I thought I was measuring the most productive thing, and maybe I wasn't. If I wasn't getting the results I wanted out of it, or if it was taking too much of a toll in some other big way, then I probably needed to shift my perspective. It was one of the first times I started thinking about what I am measuring. Is it time? Is it the result? Is it how I feel? Then I started noticing this question in other ways. In friendships, was I measuring how often we actually got together or how I felt after we got together? Because I've had lonely years where I just cared about getting out of the house and seeing someone, anyone. And then I've had times where I only saw a friend once or twice a year, but it was truly amazing each time. Mentally, your measurements can get all tangled up here, but if I chose to measure getting out of the house 
and fighting loneliness over quality of friendship, well, then I would have seen that as a win. And if I walked away from each interaction with this very busy friend who didn't have time to see me very often, but when I did, she made me feel confident and full, well, that measurement can feel more important than being bummed out that she doesn't have a lot of time. Something that ends up being sort of obvious once you're paying attention to it and measurement, it's around your body. Now, maybe because I'm newly 40 and I'm having some body image stuff on my own right now, maybe because it's summer, so there's a lot of body consciousness online, both good and bad, but there are a number of ways to think about our health and our bodies besides weight or dress size or calorie count. When I measure those things, I can tip into really negative thinking. So I started measuring how many times I moved my body in a week. When I'm in LA, I measure how many times I go to Pilates each week. If I go three times a week, I feel like I did something for my body, for my health, for my future. If I go a few weeks and have not moved my body at all in a purposeful way, then that's a measurement I need to pay attention to. Another thing I saw online that struck me was at the end of last year in the Bookstagram community and on Goodreads, people who post about their reading habits, which of course I love and follow, people were talking about their reading goals and how many books they'd read in one year versus another. And I saw some people saying that they actively choose shorter books so that their book count goals will be met or will be exceeded, like they will have read more books, but they were all short books. This seemed like a little bit of insanity to me, to be honest, but then I saw that some people were measuring not how many books they'd read in a year, but how many pages they'd read in a year. So then they didn't have to feel behind on their goals if they read more pages, but fewer books, because the books were bigger. Listen, my immediate reaction to all of this is this was some kind of crazy reading subculture that I do not want to be a part of. But something about it sort of stuck with me because reading is good, books are great, reading goals are fine. I am pro-reading. I love that people are dedicated to their goals. So these are just different ways to measure, to think about what you're doing, goals you're making or meeting. But here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to twist your thinking in such a way that you're making a negative into something positive. This is not what this is. I am not advocating that. You have to be honest in your assessments. Like you can't say, I measure that I'm drinking three glasses of wine every single night, but it's cheaper than drinking at a bar, so I win. This is not that. This is looking at things that we're already measuring, work habits, health, chores, goals, and asking ourselves if we're measuring the right things for success. Even on this podcast, for example, I stay really on top of what I'm measuring because, of course, there are lots of ways to look at creativity and business. I can and do measure download numbers for the shows. I measure audience growth, my social media, But do you know what the number one thing is that I measure for this show? 
the number one thing that I report back to my little podcast mastermind group is this. Have I made a show every single week? Am I doing the thing? It's super measurable for me because I either do a show or I don't. I either show up here or I don't. That is my main measurement. Because that was going to be one of the hardest parts for me. So just to say I did it, I'm doing this thing that I want to be doing, that I'm meant to be doing, doing it every single week, regardless of the statistics, that meets my number one goal. The other stuff, all those numbers, those follow and actually fall in line behind the main thing, which is making the show every week. So I did skip last week because it was a holiday. You're understanding my point, I'm sure. Now, here's what I do want you to do. I want you to text a friend or open your journal and think hard about what you measure. Is it vacation days? Water intake? How long since your last date? Are you secretly measuring how many times your mom calls? How many miles you've run? Are you measuring dollars earned or spent? All of us monitor some of these things, of course, in some ways, but you'll know what stands out as a priority. What are you measuring? What could you be measuring that would be a better use of your energy or perspective? Here are a few of the things I am personally measuring right now. Sleep. I am always, almost every single night, calculating how many hours of sleep I'm getting. This is because sleep is so important to my mental health. Dr. Pepper, I am trying to drink less soda, Coke, pop. It's not going well. I don't want to talk about it. This should be an example of changing what I'm measuring. Maybe instead of measuring how many I drink in a day, I should start measuring how many days I can go without one at all. That's a subtle shift in that goal, but it's mental. Maybe it could work. Time. I do not want to be measuring this, but I have fallen into that stupid trap of asking how many summers you have left with your kids and things like that. I just had a big birthday. My daughter has a big birthday coming up. This is our 10th summer at the lake. This is my 18th year in Los Angeles, on and on. I cannot shake this habit of doing the math, and so I just roll with it as my own personal documentarian. (laughs) Work. I am measuring some work goals right now that are giving me a lot of pleasure. I'm still tweaking my habits here, but it feels good to be meeting and even exceeding some of my goals in the work department, even when those goals are simple things like make a show every week. Here are a few things that I want to be measuring, but I'm not currently, and I need to find some way to measure it that it feels right. Water intake. Please rewind back to the Dr. Pepper I just mentioned and know that instead... 
I wish I was measuring my water. I know that there are apps for that. Also, you have to just do it. Meditation. When I make this a measurable daily habit, things are better. Here are a few things that I want to stop measuring. My unread messages count. My inboxes are overflowing. I'm so sorry if I owe you a message. It's very overwhelming. Likes, comments, follows on social media. I wish I could say I was above all of that, but I am human. I can get all wrapped up in that machine as quickly as anyone else. That is not something I want to be measuring. Then I have a host of other things in my journal, personal things that I am measuring in a good way, a not good way. I'm looking at all of those things. Things that need to have a different metric, things I need to stop measuring completely. Obviously, not all of these are meant for public consumption. So I hope that you take this prompt to someone else in your life for a good conversation about the things we're measuring in life and if we're measuring it in the right way. If you do choose to post about this topic on social media, I know I will be writing some of these things on my personal Instagram at laura.tremaine. But if you post about what you're measuring, what you could be measuring differently, what you wish you could stop measuring, I would love it if you would tag the show at 10 Things to Tell You. Hope this gave you something to think about today, conversation starter with someone around you. Happy summer, everybody. I'm Laura Tremaine, and you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10ThingsToTellYou. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.